If we could ask you to take your seats now, we'll be starting very shortly and draw your con conversations to a close. That would be amazing. Good morning, everybody. It's good to see everybody. My name's Karen. We'd like to give you a really warm welcome to this morning's meeting, especially if this is your first time or you've just been a couple of times. You are so welcome. Thanks for deciding to come and join us. If you've only been uh, here once or twice, um, hopefully you would have received a welcome pack when you came in today. If you didn't, please find somebody wearing a yellow shirt that are covered up with hoodies today. Uh, over there, as demonstrated by Graham. Thank you, Graham. <laughs> and uh, we really hope that you enjoy your time with us this morning. In a moment, I'm going to hand over to Jason and the band, who's going to lead us in our sung worship. Our children will then head off to the source, which is our children's work, after around about the, the third song. Uh, if you are new here and you don't know where to go, either ask the person that you came with or you're sitting with, or just follow the crowd and somebody will direct you to the right place. Then we have a testimony, which is a story of God's goodness and what he's been doing from our Fresh Start course, which will be really good and exciting. And then Andrew Dane will be continuing our exploration of Romans, following on from Andrew Lawrence's preach last week, where we looked at justification through faith. We will be looking at the application of living in the grace of God which sounds really exciting. We love having contributions. So if you feel prompted by God with a, a word uh, from God, a Bible verse, a prayer or whatever, we would ask that you come to the front and use a microphone. That's just so that we can all hear what's going on and also that it comes up on the recording. Otherwise, you get a big blank space. Um, so... Come to the front, bring a word, be encouraged, and let's worship God together. It's great when God is in the place, and he is here. He is present with us. So let's be open to him. Let's be asking God, what do you want me to bring this morning? What do you want me to contribute? The Bible says everybody has a contribution when we gather together. So I'm going to hand over to Jason now. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. If you're able to, please stand.
lift you up this morning. We say that you are worthy. Lord, we, we declare our love for you this morning, Lord, for what you've done, for who you are, Lord, and we thank you. We lift you up this morning.
Lord, we worship you this morning. We lift you up, Lord. Thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness to us, Lord. There are many, many reasons, Lord, to worship you. Mm. 10,000 and forevermore. We remember that this morning, Lord. There is so much to worship you for, Lord. No matter how we're feeling this morning, you are worthy of praise, Lord. We declare that this morning.
children and young people would like to go out to the kids' work, that'd be great. Lord, I want to pray for our children and young people. Would you bless them, encourage them this morning, Lord? We value them and we, we long for more of you in their lives, Lord. So we pray, help them this morning. Thank you, Lord. Let's use this time to wait on God. Listen to what he's got to say. I was, I was praying with some others uh, during the week uh, and had this image of a mosaic. Uh, you know, like you see in, in, in Roman villas on the, on the floor. Um, but actually, the image was, was zoomed right in onto the little broken fragments that make up this overall picture. Uh, and the piece that I could see was, um, it, it was dusty and it was chipped and it was a strange shape and it was, it, it, it was broken. Um, it was, it was a, an iridescent blue. Uh, and the, uh, the creator of this mosaic took that piece, that, that broken chipped piece, cleaned the dust off it and placed it in the overall picture. Uh, and what that said to me is that the, the creator of the overall picture is choosing each individual piece, however broken and chipped, however dirty and scarred, and there's a place which, when put in the overall picture, makes a glorious picture.
just respond to that where you are if you want to stand or if you want to sit ask God to reveal more of himself to you morning, are you feeling broken? God makes us whole. He's the only one who can do it. So where you are, if you feel comfortable, pray to God, ask God to come. Come speak to our hearts this morning. What is it that he wants to do? Let us not just be a, another day. But let's make a change this morning. Are there things in your life that you need to let go of? pray, would you come and have your way in this place this, this morning? Spirit of God, we ask for more of you. Where we feel broken, where we feel tired and weary, we need more of you. Less of us.
It's really scary coming out to do this. <laughs> um, I've had something on my heart to share for a few weeks, but haven't like thought it was right. And I said to God this morning, well, if a song comes up about dark times and about you being close to us, then I think I meant to say it. I think it was quite obvious. Um, I found it in life that um, when things happen, when dark times come, that are nothing to do with my making, you know, when you're ill or you lose your job or that sort of thing, you can imagine that Jesus is next to you. Maybe hard, but you can imagine him being next to you. But what about those dark times that are of your own making, when you've made really bad choices, when you've got yourself caught up in things that, that are just not good? Actually, Jesus is right next to us then as well. And he's just waiting for us to put our hand out into his hand. But he's there next to us. And last week, Christine talked about Jesus weeping over us. Just so sad for the mess that we get ourselves in. But he's not over there weeping. He's right next to us weeping. Jesus is next to us. You know, if you've made really rubbish choices, I've done that. When I look back, I thought of Jesus being a long way away and I would have to work really hard to get close to him again. But that wasn't the case. He's just waiting for us to put our hand in his hand.
This is a postscript to what Helen said. I've been sitting there with uh, some words about when we put our hands in Jesus' hands, then we hear a voice saying, this is the way, walk in it. When we put our hands in his hand, he then gives us directions. in his right 
just mess around Faultless stand before the throne Thank you, Ben. For anyone who doesn't know me, my name is Mark Rumsby. I'm a, a member of a church and have been for, seems like, donkey's years. If I said the word addiction to you, what would spring to mind? Alcohol? Drugs? Gambling addiction, maybe? All those things have been on the rise recently with uh, COVID lockdowns people turning to those things. There was a report in the paper just last week of a church officer who had defrauded the Diocese of London of tens of thousands of pounds. Uh, why? Because he had a gambling addiction. So addiction has got a certain ring about it, but what if I said a life-controlling habit? So I'm talking here about things like smoking is a life-controlling habit or uh, shopping can be a life-controlling habit. You may remember a certain Filipino um, president. She had a, a shopping dependency where she bought shoes galore and handbags galore. Um, you know, that's maybe a, a temptation for women. What about men with, uh, uh, I don't know, CDs or... Uh, tools or, or men's things. Shopping can become an addiction, especially online, just going on the catalogues and buying stuff. Overeating is a common uh, dependency. And the use of the internet, just being on the computer for hours, gaming perhaps, or on social media. Apparently, 59% uh, of people say they couldn't, couldn't live without Twitter or Facebook or some social media site. And so it goes on. Um, what about you? Do you have uh, some kind of life-controlling habit? You know, when Ruth and I thought about this, we thought, well, we watch the news at 10 at night, and it's become such a habit, we, it's hard to break that. It can be as innocuous as that. Uh, I think... 46% of people say they look at their smartphones at least once an hour. Maybe I'm guilty of that. We all have something that can become a life-controlling habit. Anyway, we have a course at Harvest Church called Fresh Start. And this is to help people with any or all of those habits. We've run it 10 times, and we've had about 50 people go through it. What it is, is it's a generic course. It's based on the biblical principles, because we want people to be free. We've been singing this morning, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And Jesus said that in John chapter 10, verse 10. And the course is eight weeks long. Um, but it's also a support group because as people come on it, um, they're supporting one another in their different life-controlling habits. It's uh, led by, we have four Fresh Start coaches. 
and we can give one-to-one -one support as well as group activities. And it's completely free and it's confidential. So we're going to run another course in February next year, starting and beginning of February. And this may be relevant to you all in one of four ways. First is you might have a habit which you'd like to tackle. Something maybe you're a bit ashamed of, it might be secretive, or you just haven't got around to it. Well, you could come on the course. Secondly, you might know someone who really wants to be free of smoking or gambling or one of these habits. Tell them about it. Encourage them to come on the course. Thirdly, you might want to come and just be a helper and help others who are on the course. We can explain what that would involve. And fourthly, you might even want to be a coach in the future and uh, be able to help run the course. If any of those apply to you, please get in contact with me, Mark Rumsby. Uh, if you want to do it confidentially, you can email me uh, freshstart, or one word, at harvestchurch.org. I'm sorry, .uk. Yeah, harvestchurch.uk. Thank you very much. Now I'm going to hand over to Andrew. Ah, another wrong button. <laughs> there we go. Millennial now still can't work technology, so the rest of you are right too. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so good morning. My name's uh, Andrew, and um, it's great to um, be speaking to you today. Um, we're going to be continuing our series um, in the Book of Romans, um, looking at gospel-transformed lives. And... Um, living lives changed by our faith in Jesus and the hope of all he has done for us. Now, me and my wife, Jess, have a bit of a running joke that I have a preaching outfit, which is these jeans and this T-shirt. Now, to be honest, the previous preachers, that hasn't been the case, but it definitely is for this one. Because something about what we wear and the appearance that we give tells others about who we are and maybe what we're about and what we're going to do. Now, me wearing these clothes doesn't affect the way that I preach, but maybe to Jess, it shows something of what I'm going to do or what um, I'm going to be. 
And that will lead in a little bit later into where I'm going to be um, going today um, in the book of Romans. But before I do that, I've got a short video. It is Mr. Bean. Bear with me. You'll see where I'm going with it later on. First prize in today's raffle in aid of the roof appeal. Thank you, Lily. Indeed. The magnificent holiday to the south of France, kindly sponsored by Dalesborough Travel Limited. So, thank you, guys. The winner of this prize will travel by Eurostar train to Paris, then catch the fast train south before spending the week on the beaches of the French Riviera. This fabulous prize also includes 200 euros spending money. And Barbara, this wonderful video camera kindly donated by A&K Electrics of Arbor Road. So, thank you. Right, the winner of this amazing prize is... Nine one nine. Anybody have ticket 919? If there is no claimant, I'll have to pick another ticket from the bucket. Anyone? Yes! So, yeah, what on earth has Mr. Bean got to do with Romans? Well, maybe you've come today with different views about what the gospel is and what it means for you. Maybe you feel like you don't qualify. You feel like you're Mr. Bean with your ticket upside down. Want to do it, but it's not for him. Someone else had the prize and not him. God wants to draw you back in and say that this is for you. Maybe you're unsure in your faith, unsure in what the gospel means for you. God wants to give you that confidence. Maybe you're feeling lost, unsure where you're heading or what's going on. God wants to guide you. And maybe you're feeling excited. You're going with God and going with the gospel. God wants to grow those dreams you have and build on them. As Christians, we all have the Spirit of God in us. Last week, Andrew talked about justification by faith. And justification by faith is not through anything that we've done, but all through what Christ has done. And when Christ left um, the earth, he promised to send a helper, the Spirit, to help guide and, and give direction to us. It's something that's freely given, that we didn't have to win and we didn't have to earn. Just as Mr. Bean did in that video, we can often discount ourselves from that. Maybe initially, maybe for longer. 
God wants to say that everyone has a ticket. All are welcome. Everyone qualifies. Jesus has paid the price. There's not one ticket in a raffle like in that video. There are tickets for everyone um, to be a part of God and his family and to experience um, the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Through Christ, we have life in our lives. So as a church, let's encourage each other to grow in using the gifts. The gifts that we can see in Galatians 5, I won't go through those this morning, but of righteousness, of, um, let me turn to it and I'll read them out, that'll be easier. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are all gifts and fruits from the Spirit, something that we can bring and share to others. Let's encourage each other to grow in those. As a church, yes, let's be looking to grow in those individually, but as a wider church as well, let's encourage each other to grow in those, reminding ourselves that everything we do is through Christ. These fruits of the Spirit are through Christ, and what he has done, nothing that we have done ourselves. We are a body of the church. We're all united together and co-heirs in Christ. You can see this um, in verse 17 in Romans chapter 8. Let's continue to remind each other of what Christ has done. Throughout this journey, there will be people that we will need people to get alongside us. If you continue to watch that film, you'll see Mr. Bean on his journey, on his journey to the beach, and journey for that holiday that he'd won, the prize he'd won. Along the way, he had people come alongside him, some young, some old, that would be directing him, encouraging him, not really maybe knowing exactly where he was going, but he was always having a picture. They had an idea of where he was going. He needed people along that journey to help guide and direct him to where the end was. And as we go on this journey of faith together, there will be challenges. Mr. Bean definitely faced challenges in the, video, in the film. Let's encourage each other and point each other back to Christ through those. Let's keep our perspective on God. Keep our perspective on eternity with him in heaven and, and the, the place that we are going. Let us be led by the Spirit. Be open to how God is guiding us through the Spirit. The Spirit has been given to us for a purpose. Throughout the film, as I alluded to earlier, Mr. Bean has a picture. He has a picture of hope at the beach of where he's going. And we have that same picture in us through the Spirit of where we are going. We have a hope of where we are going in Christ, where we will spend eternity with him, and, in, in, and our bodies will be restored, and the earth will be restored as well, a new heaven and a new earth. Let's hold on to that hope. So as we go through this journey, we have our eyes fixed on what the finish line is, eternity with God. We've all been adopted. We're all united in one family. Move away from fear and into faith. This is something of what Andrew was talking about last week and how being sanctified, uh, justification by faith can give us this assurance 
of where we are going. Assurance that we're children of God. So when, when, we, when we face challenges, when we face doubts, let's point each other back to Christ. Point each other back to the truths that we know in him. And say, the Spirit of God has been freely given to us. Let's have the Spirit of God be what defines us. Just like my clothes maybe define that I'm preaching suggests. Let's have the Spirit of God define us, that we are followers of Christ, and that he, we are united with him and united as a church in following and serving him. In God, we can find our security. In Christ, we can find our security. But that's not just for us as a church. It's also for the world around us. Through the way that we live our lives, we can reflect something of God to those around us. We all have the presence of God, the spirit of God in us, the hope within us. Mr. Bean's whole journey was driven by the hope of getting to the beach, getting to the end point. And the people he met along that way saw something of that hope as he was traveling. They may not have known the, exactly where he was going, but there was something that drew them towards him, wanted him, wanted them to join him on that journey. Let's let our hope in God point, up, point us firstly towards where we're going, new heaven and new earth, a time where everything will be restored, but also a hope that draws others into it. We have something to share, something that the world wants to see and needs to hear. We're called to be salt and light on the earth and to live in the hope of Jesus and knowing what is to come. We have a greater purpose. We have a different perspective. As Christians with the Spirit inside us, we have a different perspective on the world around us. We can have a kingdom mindset in terms of both how we live our lives and how we encourage those around us. Lies pointing to, to a, an eternal life with Christ and the great promise and hope of all that he has done for us. But that's not just for the future. There's something of that for now. As we live our lives, as we show the Spirit of God working through us, we can bring a glimpse of that to the world around us today. Do our lives show something of the glimpsing of what of eternity with God is going to be like? Is the way we're living, drawing people, stirring an interest in our journeys and what we're doing? Mr. Bean drew people to him because of the way that he was going about his journey. Are we going about our journeys in the same way? Do we want people to come on this journey with us? Or are we trying to journey on our own? encourage us. So let's continue to live in the hope of what is to come. Restored earth and restored bodies. Restored relationships both one another and those around us. But also, and most importantly, restored relationships with God that many of us have experienced already and continue to enjoy and experience. But there are many that still yet have not experienced that restored relationship with God. But within this passage, there's also a warning. 
living according to the flesh, away from God, leads to death, God's wrath and judgment. But this is something that as we put our faith in Christ, we're justified through Christ. So Jesus has taken our place. The punishment is still there, but Jesus has taken the place for us. This is what Andrew was talking about last week. Wouldn't the world be a different place if we really got hold of that truth? That the grace of God has come when we least deserved it? That we can have relationship with God, not because of anything that we've done, but because of everything that he's done for us? It'd be a different place if we, as a church, really got hold of that and shared that with others, and it'd be a di- definitely be a different place if the rest of the world got hold of that as well. A much better place. I'm pretty confident. So as I come towards the end, what image or picture will people around us get of God, our faith, Christianity, the hope we have in the way that we live our lives, the way that we clothe ourselves as we live our lives? Not physical clothes, but spiritual clothes. What's the picture that they'll get um, of what it means to be a Christian? Will they get the picture of hope or will they get a picture of something else? This is something we're all a part of. It's not for those of us at the front, those that lead life groups, um, those that we call evangelists um, and people that we think are good at talking to people and sharing the faith. This is for us all. It's It's a lifestyle. As we live Um, with Christ in us through his spirit, the outpouring of that will reflect and show to those around us. And that is what draws people in. That's what's the difference. That's what is attractive to people. It's not something you see very much in society. You don't see mixes of people coming together. But that's what the church is, exactly that. Different nationalities, different hobbies, different backgrounds, all coming united um, to worship God. And through his spirit, God provides everything that we need. And it's not about being the finished article coming to Christ. It's faith first, and then through faith, um, the spirit changes us as we choose to follow Christ leading in our lives. Um, Chris brought a picture earlier, and um, it, it leads very similar to where I've, I've, I was reminded early when, as I was preparing, treasures in jars of clay and how we're all imperfect. We've all been molded together by a great marksman. Uh, yeah. Um, but that through those imperfections, Christ's love and spirit can shine through. Through the cracks, we can see the glory of God. And that's what other people see. It's not about having a perfect life. It's not about not having chips around the edges. But as we... Um, allow God to come in and fill us and then shine out. Um, It provides a great image or a great mosaic, as Chris was talking about earlier. The bigger picture is far beautiful. And we we only see our small section. God sees the whole picture. And I go back to, yes, we have a great hope. We have the spirit inside us and we have God's love with us. And yes, that is for ourselves. 
but it, it gives also something that the world needs. The gospel is all around us. God is in everything. And we can look and point to people to him through all things. And the Spirit will help to um, guide us and encourage us and prompt us as we do that. I'll be honest, my Mr. Bean video was, came, was a thought driving home on a Thursday evening this week. I, I had no idea why I was doing Mr. Bean. But it just shows how God can work through and we can see um, something of God in all everyday things around us. It's not something that's relevant 2,000 years ago. It's very much relevant today as well. Everything is being created by God. The gospel has been around from the beginning. God's love has been around from the beginning. God has been chasing after us from the beginning. The whole Bible is a story of this, of man turning away from God, God trying to reconcile himself back to to man and restore the relationship, and us continually messing uh, messing it up, basically. But Jesus is the final solution. Through Jesus, it is finished. And in Jesus, we do have the hope for eternity. We do have relationships restored. We do have the option and the ability to have a fully restored relationship with God. Jesus paid the price for us all. In a moment, I'm going to invite the band to come back up and we'll um, finish with a song. But the Mr. Mr. Bean um, film, it ends with a scene of Mr. Bean on a beach with all those that he's picked up along the way. Those that have helped and encouraged him on his journey, those that may have pointed him in the direction that he needed to go. My prayer is that we have a similar image when Jesus returns in heaven, celebrating with many friends and family that we have shared our journeys with God. And I hope that it's many, all of you in this room, but also many others in the towns, in our workplaces, and others that we've had the opportunity of sharing something of God with. How do you want your story to end? Do you want to end on an empty beach with just you, or do you want to end surrounded by friends and family, loved ones, colleagues, that have seen something of your journey and have wanted to follow you and come alongside you with that journey? And band are going to lead us in a song in a moment. We'll spend some time reflecting on what the gospel means for us, what God's love poured out to us means for us, means for you. How is it going to shape your life going forward? God wants our whole lives, our hearts, our everything.
Please do take a seat. I just wanted to remind everybody about the gift week, which is coming up from next Sunday. Uh, Andrew's recorded a brief video, which you can still see on YouTube or other places, just to actually give plenty of information about that, just to encourage us. And basically, the aims for our gift week are threefold. A tithe, 10%, to our commission family of churches to support international mission. And the remainder being equally split between reducing the mortgage on this building, which is currently approximately just over 200K, and also to support a new Alton Churches Caring Fund to help people in need in the wider Alton area. And, and this would replace the Alton and District Resilience Fund, which will soon be ending. So I just want to encourage you this week as you sort of prepare thinking about Gift Week, hopefully in prayer and just thinking about how our Heavenly Father is directing us to respond as part of our Gift Week. And I appreciate that this is a really tough time for many of us, but let's remember that our God is the Almighty. He's the provider, he's our provider, and he looks after us in everything. And we just want to take this opportunity too to reach out to others, to share God's love with others through um, the caring fund in Alton and through other ways in which we can demonstrate God's love. Let's just pray just quickly about that. Father God, we thank you uh, that you are so generous with us.
you have given us and you continue to give us so much in our lives. And we really want to bless you and thank you for the way in which you provide. And I can look back in my life, I'm sure all of us can, to think of the times when you have provided beyond our expectations. We bless you for that. Father, at this time when people are finding it very difficult to just pay the normal bills, we just ask again, Lord, that you would provide for us, not only so that we can pay those bills, Lord, but so that we can continue to be generous to those around us, Lord, and continue to share your love in practical ways. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we come to the conclusion of our morning meeting, I just want to thank everybody for coming. We hope that you've had a really good time this morning and have really felt the presence of God. If you've got any questions or any queries or you'd like prayer for anything, please ask for it. You know, Rob and I and Clem are down here at the front or speak to the person that you came with, a family friend or somebody. Don't let it fester. Just come and ask. We all need one another. Uh, no matter what we're going through, it's good to have one another to support us. If it's your first time, as mentioned earlier, you should have had a welcome pack when you arrived this morning. If you haven't, you can find them on the table over there. Uh, within that, there should be a connect card. This will just give us an opportunity in which to be able to connect with you, see how you can help us and how we can help you. It's a good way of getting in contact with us. And also, um, if you'd like to, you can sign up for our weekly update, which will give you details of everything that's going on. Uh, just a couple of things. Next weekend um, is the first price break for Commission Festival. An amazing opportunity, not of just great teaching and uh, a worship, but also a great opportunity for us as a family to have that extra time together, to be able to spend quality time with one another without having to rush away if you haven't signed up yet um, please can I encourage you to do so the price break is next Sunday uh, if you've got any queries or questions about commission festival please come and speak to us and ask us if you're struggling you think mm, not sure I can afford that if you serve you get a 40% discount um, but otherwise, if that's still a challenge, please come and speak to one of the elders and we'll see whether or not we can help you and support you in any way. Then one other thing, last week we couldn't see Michael Thorpe in the, in the, in the auditorium. We want to wish him a very happy belated 70th birthday. Happy birthday, Michael. I understand you enjoyed your day at uh, the Arboretum, so enjoy. Finally, in closing, the clocks move next week. <laughs> so just remind that. I will put an, a reminder in the update for this week um, just to remind you so that you don't end up uh, coming, I don't know, an hour early or an hour late, whichever way around it is. Um, and then just to say, please, if you can, stay behind for refreshments. They're going to be over, over there in the, in the cafe area. Hang around, have a good conversation. Thank you for being with us. It's been great having you here. Parents, you've got about four minutes before you need to go and collect your children, so uh, make the most of it. 
Thank you for coming this morning.